Good morning, I'm Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School, Sherman Center, Random Lake, Wisconsin. It's good to have you with us here today for the Congregation of Prayer, a guide for daily meditation and prayer around God's Word. It's Monday, September 19th, 2022. Today we resume our catechesis through the Ten Commandments. Today, Commandment 7. We'll also, of course, confess 8, but we're focused on the 7th today with our reading and our consideration of it. All right. So let's begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Good. New memory verse for this week. Let's say it together. Let your yes be yes, and your no, no. For whatever is more than these is from the evil one. Matthew 5, verse 37. Let your yes be yes and your no, no. Uh, No gray area here. Grays, shades of gray, that's the domain of the evil one. Well, I know it's true, but, or I know it's a lie, but, uh no, no buts, (laughs) as I was taught. All right. Our psalm this week is Psalm 37. Compared to last week, it's quite a bit longer. That's all right. Fret not yourself because of evildoers. Be not envious of wrongdoers, for they will soon fade like the grass and wither like the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will act. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not yourself over the one who prospers in his way, over the man who carries out evil devices. Refrain from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not yourself, it tends only to evil. For the evildoers shall be cut off, but those who wait for the Lord shall inherit the land. In just a little while the wicked will be no more. Though you look carefully at his place, he will not be there. But the meek shall inherit the land and delight themselves in abundant peace. The wicked plots against the righteous and gnashes his teeth at him, but the Lord laughs at the wicked, for he sees that his day is coming. The wicked draw the sword and bend their bows to bring down the poor and needy, to slay those whose way is upright. Their swords shall enter their own heart, and their bows shall be broken. Better is the little that the righteous has than the abundance of of many wicked. For the arms of the wicked shall be broken, but the Lord upholds the righteous." The Lord knows the days of the blameless, and their heritage will remain forever. They are not put to shame in evil times. In the days of famine they have abundance, but the wicked will perish. The enemies of the Lord are like the glory of the pastures. They vanish like smoke. They vanish away. The wicked burrows but does not pay back, but the righteous is generous and gives. For those blessed by the Lord shall inherit the land, but those cursed by him shall be cut off. The steps of a man are established by the Lord when he delights in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be cast headlong, for the Lord upholds his hand. 
I have been young and am now old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken or his children begging for bread. He is ever lending generously, and his children become a blessing. Turn away from evil and do good, so shall you dwell forever. For the Lord loves justice, he will not forsake his saints. They are preserved forever, but the children of the wicked shall be cut off. The righteous shall inherit the land and dwell upon it forever. The mouth of the righteous utters wisdom, and his tongue speaks justice. The law of his God is in his heart, his steps do not slip. The wicked watches for the righteous and seeks to put him to death. The Lord will not abandon him to his power, or let him be condemned when he is brought to trial. Wait for the Lord and keep his way, and he will exalt you to inherit the land, and you will look on when the wicked are cut off. I have seen a wicked, ruthless man spreading himself like a green laurel tree, but he passed away, and behold, he he was no more. Then I sought him, he could not be found. Mark the blameless, and behold the upright, for there is a future for the man of peace. But but transgressors shall be altogether destroyed, the future of the wicked shall be cut off. Salvation of the righteous is from the Lord. He is their stronghold in time of trouble. The Lord helps them and delivers them. He delivers them from the wicked and saves them, because they take refuge in him. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Our catechism is the seventh and eighth commandment. So, seventh commandment, you shall not steal. What does this mean? We should fear and love God so that we do not take our neighbor's money or possessions or get them in any dishonest way, but help him to improve and protect his possessions and income. Eighth commandment, you shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. What does this mean? We should fear and love God so that we do not tell lies about our neighbor, betray him, slander him, or hurt his reputation, but defend him, speak well of him, and explain everything in the kindest way. First reading is from Philippians chapter 2. Therefore, if there is any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord and of one mind. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, But in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. All right, so as we consider the seventh commandment, of course, you can hear uh, kind of the echo here is that what um, St. Paul commends the church in Philippi is uh, as the opposite, if you like, of stealing is actually um, to care for others more than one cares for oneself, right? Um, not, Not with selfishness or conceit, but look out to the interests of others. Of course, not neglecting your um, the own interests, your own needs as well. Right. So I, the antidote, if you like, to, to theft is um, to not consider oneself above one, you know, others and not to think of others' possessions um, as being yours rightfully, right? Okay. And we'll see this play out here with our reading for catechesis from Genesis 13. Then Abram went up from Egypt, he and his wife and all that he had, and Lot with him to the south. Abram was very rich in livestock and silver and in gold. And he went on his journey from the south as far as Bethel, to the place where his tent had been at the beginning, between Bethel and Ai, to the place of the altar which he had made there at first. And there Abram called on the name of the Lord. Lot also, who went with Abram, had flocks and herds and tents. 
Now, the land was not able to support them that they might dwell together, for their possessions were so great that they could not dwell together. And there was strife between some of between the herdsmen of Abram's livestock and the herdsmen of Lot's livestock. The Canaanites and the Perizzites then dwelt in the land. So Abram said to Lot, Please let there be no strife between you and me, and between my herdsmen and your herdsmen, for we are brethren. Is not the whole land before you? Please separate from me. If you take the left, then I will go to the right, or if you go to the right, then I will go to the left. And Lot lifted his eyes and saw all the plains of Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere. This is before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. Like the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt, as you go toward Zoar. Then Lot chose for himself all the plain of Jordan, and Lot journeyed east. And they separated from each other. Abram dwelt in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelt in the cities of the plain, and pitched his tent even as far as Sodom. But the men of Sodom were exceedingly wicked and sinful against the Lord. And the Lord said to Abram, after Lot had separated from him, Lift your eyes now and look from the place where you are, northward, southward, eastward, and westward. For all the land which you see I will give to you and your descendants forever. And I will make your descendants as the dust of the earth, so that if a man could number the dust of the earth, then your descendants also could be numbered. Arise, walk in the land through its length and its width, for I give it to you. Then Abram moved his tent and went and dwelt by the terebinth trees of Mamre, which are in Hebron, and built an altar there to the Lord. All right. So, some catechesis then. Where had been, um, or where had Abram been dwelling? He had been in Egypt, right? And he goes uh, with Lot to the south, uh, also known as the Negev. That's the desert south of Judea. All right. Uh, who's uh, with Abram? We also have Sarah, right? He and his wife and all that he had. And Lot, Lot is his nephew. All right. Why had Abram grown so wealthy? Well, this is God being faithful to his word, promising to bless Abram, right? Not, not explicitly said here, but it comes uh, previous. All right. Uh, we have mention of Bethel and I, and what's the significance of mentioning them? Moses, Moses tells us, right, that this is the place where his tent had been and where he had built an altar there at first. All right. Um, so, there had been an altar. And Abram does it again, right? He calls on the name of the Lord. That's divine service, right? Uh, What had God done for Lot while he traveled with Abram? You hear hear it mentioned here that Lot also had flocks and herds and tents, right? Um, If you go back to Genesis 12, that's where the promise is made to Abram that he would be blessed. Um, Specifically this, I will bless those who bless you and I will curse those him who curses you, and in you and all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So, because Lot is with uh, Abram, then Lot too receives the same kind of blessing. All right. Uh, What's the problem that arises then? Hmm. There's some quarreling because it says that the land could not support both of them, meaning they and all their families, right? All their animals. And the quarrel is happening between their herdsmen, right? They're herdsmen of Abram and Lot. We also have mention of the Canaanites and the Perizzites in 7. Um, that's interesting that they're mentioned, right? These are the unbelieving descendants of Canaan, and uh, Perez, in particular, had been cursed to be the servant of his brother, Cana. Yeah. Why did Abram want the quarreling to cease? He says, 
verse 8, because we are brethren, we're brothers. Remember, brother can mean something more broadly than just, um, you know, um, immediate family, but in this case, cousin, nephew, I should say. Yeah. Uh, was Abram being foolish in verse 9 when he says, you know, I'll just take whatever is left over, you go first? Again, not so much uh, because what had the Lord promised to Abram? Back in chapter 12, he said, to your descendants, I will give this land, right? And the land was, in particular, um, near the terebinth tree at Morah and Shechem, right? The land of Canaan, right? No, he trusted the Lord to fulfill the promise that, that the land would, would be his, right? How did Lot make his decision? By using his eyes, right? He lifted up his eyes and he saw the well-watered plain of Jordan, uh, and even the land is compared here by Moses to the, the garden of the Lord and to that particular land in Egypt. How does the reader know that Lot made the wrong choice? Verse 10 and verse 13 have hence. Verse 10, the mention there is before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. All right. And then later in verse 13, and Sodom was exceedingly, were exceedingly wicked and sinful against the Lord, the men of Sodom. All right, so Lot chose the region of the wicked um, cities of Sodom and Gomorrah that the Lord would later destroy. And of course, how did the Lord expand his promise to Abram um, even more than what he had said back in chapter 7? Because Or chapter 12, I should say, verse 7. Uh, again, chapter 12, verse 7 says, that, To your descendants I will give this land, and now he says that all the land that he sees would be his and has him walk right? What did Abram seem to do whenever he moved about in Canaan? It happens again here in verse 18. He dwells in a new home, and again, what does he do? He builds an altar there to the Lord, right? To offer sacrifices of praise and thanksgiving for what God has given and done for him. All right, so to the seventh commandment, Abram has no home of his own, and yet the Lord richly blessed him with physical possessions. Though Lot had been blessed by association with Abram, he did not believe the promise given to Abram, but trusted in his own self. He did not regard Abram as his father, and so lost the blessing. He thought surely the wealth of the land would benefit him greatly, and he did not fear the wickedness of Sodom. Lot made his choice on the basis of what he saw, rather than on the word of the Lord spoken to Abram. Abram made the offer to Lot in the confidence that God had promised this land to his offspring, even though the best of the land went to Lot, and even though the Canaanites and Perizzites continued their wickedness in the land. Abram followed the way of love in regard to the seventh commandment, in the certainty of faith in the God who made, his, made the heavens and earth. Lot tried to steal what he had, had already been declared not to be his. Hmm. All right. Our hymn this week is Come, Let Us Join Our Cheerful Songs, um, an Isaac Watts hymn, right? So, should be fairly common to you. Come, let us join our cheerful songs with angels round the throne. Ten thousand thousand are their tongues, but all their joys are one. 
worthy the Lamb that died, they cried, to be exalted thus. Worthy the Lamb, our lips reply, for he was slain for us. Jesus is worthy to Honor and heart divine, and blessings more than we can give, be Lord for heaven. Let all creation join in one to bless the sacred him who sits upon the throne and to adore the Lamb. All right, let us pray. Heavenly Father, forgive us our sins of stealing and strengthen our faith in Jesus so that we do not take our neighbor's money or possessions or get them in any dishonest way but help him to improve and protect his possessions and income through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Pray the collect for this week. O Lord, keep your church with your perpetual mercy. And because of our frailty, we cannot but fall. Keep us ever by your help from all things hurtful and lead us to all things profitable to our salvation. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We pray today for faith to live in the promises of holy baptism, for vocations and daily work, for the unemployed, for the salvation and well-being of our neighbors, for our schools, our homeschools, our colleges and seminaries, and for good government and peace. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. We pray in Thanksgiving today with Shinar and Seth, who both celebrate birthdays, Kyle, who celebrates his baptism, Norm and Sandy, Garrett and Jenny, who celebrate their um, anniversaries, we pray for the households of our church this week with uh, Jim, Dennis, Deb, Kevin and Kim, Tanya, and Robert. We pray for, uh, in Thanksgiving, again, for the blessing of our teachers, for accreditation by NLSA, for Matthew and Maureen, who are received into membership. We continue to pray for our catechumens, who are enrolled both in day school and after school. Pray for those ill, receiving treatment or recovering, especially Marcella, Joe, Kelsey, Dan, Brad, Ron, Betty, and Heidi. Pray for our homebound Bev, Willis, Ed, Mickey, Paul, and Pauline. We pray for the missions and mercy work of the church, especially that of Anchor of Hope. We pray in intercession for comfort in adversity and true peace of conscience. For all this, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger. And I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings and life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul, and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, 
that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. All right, it's been a joy to have you with us here today for the Congregation of Prayer, a guide for daily meditation and prayer around God's Word. Come to you each morning at 9 a.m. to pray together. Uh, I'm going to be at the uh, our, our Tri-Circuit Winkle uh, today. And so uh, pray that my uh, study of God's Word with them will be a blessing, and we can console and comfort one another, encourage one another to be faithful in our vocation as pastors. Um, I don't think there's anything else. So I hope to uh, see you all again tomorrow as we'll pray together. God be with you all. We thank you for listening to this podcast from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church Sermon Center in Random Lake, Wisconsin. If this podcast is of benefit to you, please consider supporting the work of St. John by visiting stjohnrandomlake.org, that's stjohnrandomlake.org, slash support, and give today.